Coming up, Cam Edwards, an expert on the Second Amendment and how it's been affected by the coronavirus. Welcome to this Real American Heroes Coronavirus Special Edition. I'm Oliver North. And our guest today is my friend Cam Edwards. He's the editor of BearingArms.com and host of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. Cam, first of all, you and I have hunted together. Is that that same road where you and I took my hunting dog out? You know, it is not the same road, but it's very, very close uh, to Farmville, Virginia, where uh, you and I got to spend that great afternoon. And and I, I got to tell you, that was so much fun. When when all this is over, uh, you've got to come back down. We got to do that again. You can count on it, brother. Look, let's get to the get, get to the facts here because this is helpful to all of our audience. Several state and local governments have limited the sale of firearms. It seems to me that those words "shall not be infringed" are now in jeopardy. Am I wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong at all. Uh, you know, the, the the good news is. Um, we have only seen a few states do this. The bad news is, is that in these few states, you know, millions of Americans are right now being deprived of their ability to keep and bear arms because they can't acquire a firearm. And if you've got the right to keep and you've got the right to bear, I think you've got the right to buy. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, we've seen uh, Washington State, Massachusetts, uh, New Mexico's governor, uh, and uh, several others have, you know, declared that gun stores are not essential businesses, that they must shut down. Uh, there were a period of about two weeks in New Jersey where Governor Murphy not only ordered gun stores to close, but he actually shut down the, the, the background checks. So if any stores were open uh, and doing firearms transfers, they couldn't do so because they didn't have access to the background check system. Uh, you know, the, the good news is, Colonel, that we have seen each and every one of these efforts uh, met with lawsuits. Second Amendment organizations have, have sort of coalesced together uh, and are pushing back against these things. So, uh, you know, in the meantime, for those folks who are sort of living under these infringements, uh, hopefully there is relief on the way. I'm a little surprised that some of the previous opponents of the Second Amendment are now standing up for the Second Amendment. Are, are, is this something that you didn't expect? Yeah, this is yeah, this has been really surprising, honestly. Uh, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. I mean, I don't think this guy has ever done any favor for any gun owner, uh, but he declared that gun stores were essential businesses. Actually, took that step and said, yes, they are essential. Uh, they remain open. As a matter of fact, the Illinois State Police actually are extending the firearms owner ID cards and the concealed carry cards so that if your license expires. Uh, during this coronavirus uh, pandemic, you're, you're not going to be violating the law uh, for continuing to carry a firearm in, in, in self-defense. Uh, Democrat Governor Andy Bashir in Kentucky declared gun stores are essential businesses. Uh, and even in the state of Pennsylvania, Governor Tom Wolf had originally tried to shut down gun stores. He was sued. The Pennsylvania State Supreme Court issued a divided opinion upholding his authority to, to ban the to shut down these gun stores. But three justices on the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania said, listen, we think this is an infringement. There's no reason why you can't allow these stores to open. Have them open by appointment only. Uh, you know, have them clean in between customers. But but people's rights are being denied here. And even though the governor didn't have to do that, that's actually what he chose to do. And so gun stores were allowed to open up in Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, listen, I don't I don't think any of these guys have had a huge change of heart. Unfortunately, I think this is you know good politics if nothing else for some of these anti-gun politicians. Uh, but it. It has been refreshing to see in some of these circumstances. Kim, uh, we've seen record gun sales during the month of March, particularly to women. What's the, what I call the Disarm America movement? 
have to say about that, that women are buying guns at unprecedented numbers. Yeah, they absolutely hate this fact because they're, you know, as you well know, Colonel, I mean, their their attitude or their definition of gun safety is don't own a gun. Uh, and, you know, anecdotally, I think it's fair to say we may have seen more than a million Americans purchase firearms for the very first time uh, just in the month of March. And I think that those numbers are continuing in April. So they're terrified about what this means for their movement, because now you have, you know, a million Americans who are exercising the right to keep and bear arms. They're not going to give that right up. They just started exercising it. And I think you've got an unknown number of people who want to be able to exercise their right, but they can't do so because of these shutdown orders. And I think that those folks are going to be standing up for the Second Amendment going forward. At least I hope that they will be. Uh, so gun control groups, they're lashing out. They're claiming that the only reason why people are buying guns is so they can shoot the coronavirus, uh, which is, you know, again, nonsense. Uh, they are, you know, talking about how you're, it's more dangerous for you to have a gun in the home right now than it is uh, for you to be disarmed and defenseless. They're ignoring the number of criminals that are being let loose and in jails and prisons across the country, the orders in some uh, cities not to arrest people for some crimes. And they're ignoring all of that. They're ignoring the very real concerns that, that so many of us have right now, not just about what we're going through today, but what life might be like two weeks, two months from now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm, my concern is that the Second Amendment, the pro-Second Amendment community needs to help make sure that these new gun owners get trained which is challenging right now because so many ranges have been shut down. I mean, you yeah. and I are in, we're, we're in Virginia. We've got our own set of problems here in Virginia. Absolutely. Is that a nationwide issue? You know, it, 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 I don't know if it's a nationwide issue, but certainly um, there are some of those states. Like in Virginia, gun stores remain open, but the governor has declared that indoor gun ranges are, are indoor places of amusement. Uh, like bowling alleys or movie theaters. And so indoor ranges have been shut down. And you're right, that dramatically impacts the ability of these new gunners to get trained. Uh, other states, we are seeing uh, moves against gun ranges, uh, even if gun stores remain open. Um, the good news is, I, I think, in, in that aspect of, of finding that online training, uh, we have seen groups like the National Shooting Sports Foundation, uh, NRA, U.S. Concealed Carry Association, as well as individuals. Uh, uh, I think you know Ryan Kleckner, uh, uh, Army Ranger, uh, sniper, and uh, Second Amendment attorney now. He's got a website called Guns University. I think it's gununiversity.com. Uh, but he's got a section called Guns 101. And it is just chock full of, of videos and articles. It's a great resource for new gun owners. It's not the same as getting to the range and, and getting that hands-on training. But I think, it, you know, if, if there are new gun owners out there, if you take a look at these videos, you will at least know enough to be safe and responsible with that gun in your home. And then when you can get to a range, you can add to your training. Cam, last question. 50 years from now, uh, our great-grandkids, my great-grandkids, your grandkids are going to be wondering what the heck happened back in 2020. What do you want your great-grandkids to know about what happened and what you did about it? You know, I, I want my grandkids to know that uh, I didn't lose my mind. I didn't panic. I, I, I didn't freak out uh, that I stayed level headed, that I was able to, to look at this data uh, and to, uh, you know, uh, keep our family safe by uh, socially distancing. As, as you well know, my wife's fighting cancer right now. So she is an at risk individual. She's got lung cancers. This is a uh, respiratory disease that attacks the lungs. So, you know, we're, we're going above and beyond to, to keep my family safe. But at the same time, 
Uh, I want my grandkids to know that I stood up for the individual freedom and the liberty that we have in this country when petty tyrants were trying to threaten it uh, under the guise of public safety. I, I want my family to know that you know, we stood strong, we did the right thing to, uh, to, to keep ourselves safe, but we also did the right thing to keep ourselves free. God bless you, buddy. Thank you, Cam, for being with us and being an inspiration to me and lots of other millions of Americans. Uh, it's so good talking well, with you, Colonel. Thank you so much, sir. We're going to continue documenting the history of this never-before crisis with these special coronavirus episodes. If you found this episode to be informative, helpful, or encouraging, please take the time right now to subscribe and let me know. Until next time, remember, Semper Fidelis is more than a slogan for U.S. Marines. Always faithful is a way of life. Now, America, press on, press on. <laughs>